we all feel love differently. And knowing and accepting one another's love languages is one of the best ways to create healthy, respectful relationships, whether you are romantically involved with someone or not. Learning this about my friend, she's the one who told me about love languages and the book, by the way, I'll make sure to leave a link to the love languages book in the show notes. But her telling me about this helped me see her in a whole new perspective. And now when her birthday rolls around, I know she will feel extra loved if someone plans a dinner and gives her a damn present. (laughs) P.S. I am terrible at remembering to get her one. I'll blame my undiagnosed ADHD for that and just move on. While I don't always remember a gift, I promise I try. And when I do remember, I love knowing that I am making her feel loved in a way that works for her. Hey there, I'm Renee, a former shopping addict turned minimalist mindset guru. In three years, I went from totally broke and burnt out to debt-free minimalist. Learning to simplify every area of my life, both inside and out, saved my marriage, gave me the time back to live my life how I wanted to, and allowed me to love myself like never before. Looking back, the only thing I wish I had had was a friend to share the journey with me. That is my hope for the Unstuffed Podcast. This is a place where you can shake off the need to people please and show up as your authentic self, even if you're still wearing yesterday's sweatpants. Think of this as a standing coffee date with an old friend whose only job is to hear you out, hype you up, remind you that you are already enough and doesn't mind if your house is a mess. Let's keep this simple. Life is complicated enough. Welcome to the Unstuffed Podcast. Hey there, it's me, Renee. Welcome back to the Unstuffed Podcast. I have a review to read for you guys today, and I cannot thank you enough for taking the time to leave these reviews. They mean so much to me. If you are a longtime listener and haven't left one yet, I would absolutely love it if you did. Not only do I love reading them, but I love being able to share them with you. So today's podcast review comes from Miss Two Thebes. I should not be able to pronounce these names, Uh, but her review says, great podcast. I truly enjoy listening to your unique way for talking about minimalism. You are truly connected with yourself and that is transmitted. Keep doing the great job of being you. Thank you for sharing with the rest of the world. Thank you so much for these kind, amazing words. Thank you for listening and thank you for taking the time to leave your thoughts. It means so much to me. With that being said, let's dive into today's topic, which is sort of a letter I've written to my fellow minimalists with all the love in my heart and hopefully a little bit of humor. And this is called Dear Minimalists, Some People Need the Stuff. Okay, let's talk about it. (laughs) When I first started my minimalist journey, I was hanging out in a lot of minimalism-centered Facebook groups. And one of the big conversations that would stir within these groups were frustrations that people had with their family members who would buy gifts for them or request gifts at like Christmas time. Since we are inching closer to Christmas time, as I write this, I felt like I needed to put in my two cents on the matter because 
that's what the internet needs, right? More people loudly stating their opinions. <laughs> totally being sarcastic in case that didn't come through. My hope is that this will give you a slightly shifted perspective on gift giving stuff and being patient with how others choose to live and give. First and foremost, I think it's awesome that you've decided to live more minimalist. That is, if you are in fact a minimalist listening to this and not someone who is hoping to tune in to a podcast and find some good old fashioned minimalist bashing. That won't be happening here, sorry. My goal is to first and foremost use the internet to share positivity and hopefully encourage others to see each other in a whole new light. Now, if you are a practicing minimalist, I'm sure you have your reasons for choosing to live with less. And no doubt, some of your reasons align perfectly with mine. In fact, one thing I have come to find is that a lot of people begin practicing minimalism after a major life event that caused them to shift away from stuff. If you haven't taken the time to listen, I have a podcast all about this. The episode is a baby podcast, number nine, all the way back to the beginning of the start of the podcast, but it is all about traumatic events that create minimalists. That being said, no one else is living your same life experience. No one is translating the world in the same way you are. So it's really silly to think that anyone else is going to see things 100% the same way that you do. As a whole, our world has enough division happening currently. And if you are one of those minimalists who aim to value people over things, I think you might agree with me when I say we shouldn't be using our minimalist lifestyle as a way to create division amongst the people we love. That defeats the purpose. That being said, some people like their stuff. <laughs> Some of the people you love the most are walking through this world loving their things. It's true. Some may be struggling with hoarding tendencies. And if that's the case, please consider that this is a sign of a hurt person. They believe they are getting something from their stuff and their struggle to detach is very, very real. Beyond the world of hoarding, however, there are a shit ton of reasons why people might enjoy their stuff. For example, stuff can be a form of self-expression and creativity. It can be used to create comfort and stability in our home or when we're away from home. It is also a well-known way of using a love language. I don't know if it's actually love language number three, but gift giving is a way that some people feel love and connection from the people in their lives. I have a girlfriend who has this love language, and I just ordered her a customized mug for absolutely no reason. But don't tell her. It's a secret. I didn't realize this was her love language or that love languages were even a thing. But when she first started dating her now husband, she would get mad if he didn't get her flowers or gifts for major days of the year, like her birthday and Valentine's Day. I would sit there listening to her, feeling totally stupefied while she complained because I personally could not care less about getting flowers or chocolates on any major holiday. At the time, all I could think was, I would rather go to Red Lobster so that I could stuff my face with biscuits and anything but seafood. <laughs> Why? 
because my love language is quality time. And one of my favorite ways to spend quality time is eating amazingly delicious food while talking and laughing over dinner with someone that I love. My quality time love language is closely nuzzled with the words of affirmation love language. If you are not telling me I am beautiful and amazing every single time I have a conversation with you, I basically think you hate me. (laughs) Talk about needy. And yet here I was judging my girlfriend for wanting some overpriced roses on Valentine's Day while I casually sidestepped the fact that I was expecting someone to drop $100 at a seafood restaurant while I chowed down on the free biscuits and Cajun chicken pasta. Yum. We all feel love differently. And knowing and accepting one another's love languages is one of the best ways to create healthy, respectful relationships, whether you are romantically involved with someone or not. Learning this about my friend, she's the one who told me about love languages in the book, by the way. I'll make sure to leave a link to the love languages book in the show notes. But her telling me about this helped me see her in a whole new perspective. And now when her birthday rolls around, I know she will feel extra loved if someone plans a dinner and gives her a damn present. (laughs) P.S. I am terrible at remembering to get her one. I'll blame my undiagnosed ADHD for that and just move on. While I don't always remember a gift, I promise I try, and when I do remember, I love knowing that I am making her feel loved in a way that works for her. Now let's talk about how to make these complicated issues work for everyone when we are all feeling loved in different ways. I just compromised on buying secret Santa gifts this year with my family, which is what prompted me to create this podcast in the first place. My mom clearly stated that she would like everyone to get a gift when my brothers and our families all joined together for Thanksgiving slash Christmas this year. She said this after I had suggested that we only do secret Santa gifts for the kids. In no uncertain terms, she made it clear that she wanted the adults to have gifts too. Instead of playing my worn out mantra of, oh my God, how annoying. I can't believe they're making us buy gifts. We're adults. I don't need anything. Wow, wow, wow. I thought to myself, okay, this must be important to her. How can I make this happen in a way that works for everyone or at least fits better with my own boundaries? Because let's face it, there is no pleasing everyone. Sometimes we just have to compromise. And I really respect the fact that my mom stated clearly what she was hoping for this Christmas. Because we are a family operating on a budget, I texted our group chat to request a $20 spending cap for each secret Santa gift. And I asked that we each make a list of what we want and stick to it. My texts almost stopped there, but I nudged myself a little bit further because I'm working on that whole speaking my mind thing. And I felt it necessary to share the reason behind my requests. So I texted this. I appreciate people wanting to get me gifts but I hate getting something and having it go unused. It makes me feel terrible, like someone else threw their money away on me. So my mom agreed we would stick to the list. And for anyone who thinks I was being kind of snotty, trust me, people don't always stick to the list, like hardly ever. 
And because I don't really need anything new, most things people might gift me with the best of intentions will go unused. Now, as much as I'm sure my mom appreciates me throwing her and her family right under the bus, <laughs> the truth is we have faced gift giving issues with Tom's family in the past as well. His mom loves to buy gifts. Every Christmas Eve, we would attend the annual Christmas Eve party at his grandma's house. And at the end of the night, his mom would load our car with three garbage bags filled with toys. Our tree would literally be overflowing with gifts that poured into the middle of our living room. This is a hot button topic for a lot of minimalist families. They don't want all this stuff at Christmas time. They try to tell their parents or their in-laws that they don't want their kids to have so many toys. And if this is you, I feel the need to tell you that you arguing this with your family is most likely just adding fuel to their, oh my gosh, my poor deprived grandchildren fire. Now I know it's not conventional or easy or necessarily what you need to do, but here's what we did. We decided to be straightforward and we shared the following with his family. We, meaning the adults, no longer wanted gifts, not even gift cards, because we could not afford to reciprocate. Many of the toys that the kids received were going unplayed with, so we told them they didn't really need as many. And lastly, we told them that the amount of toys we were getting caused a lot of overwhelm for us having to clean up after it. We laid out our truth in black and white and decided to let the chips fall where they may. The next Christmas, most of his family members stopped buying us adult gifts, but continued to overrun the kids with presents. After this, Tom and I let go of any guilt around getting rid of unused toys, sweeping all of the little pieces of scattered uncared for toys into one big pile and dumping them into the garbage can. Side note, why do so many toys need to come with teeny tiny pieces? Kids are never going to keep those in one spot and they just end up scattered. <sighs> but it's true. I would have preferred that none of this happen. I think our landfills are overflowing as it is. But at least I had made our desires known. We had stated our case and warned these family members that the toys were being unused and were difficult for us and the kids to manage. This was partially done in the hope that they would slow down their gift giving, but they didn't. And that's fine. We could respect their desire to give as long as they could respect that it was now up to us how we would manage these unused toys. So let me start by saying, we truly paused for a month or so to see what our kids were enjoying of their new slew of toys. And we always do a major declutter session in preparation for the new onslaught of gifts. We didn't scrooge up and take away anything we as the parents felt was excessive because I was a kid who grew up with a lot of toys and I know they can add to a child's creativity, which is why I wanted to allow my kids the chance to enjoy anything that they were given. Now, my mother and father-in-law opt for cash gifts instead of toys. Not because I bitched enough to make them change their ways. Why does anyone think that this will work? <laughs> Honestly. Instead, it was because I allowed them to show our kids love how they felt called to. And a few years later, they wound up having a grandchild having to live with them. 
their grandson, my nephew, was constantly gifted overwhelming amounts of toys from well-meaning family members, and now their home was filling up with stuff that they couldn't manage anymore. Suddenly, my big-hearted mother-in-law understood what I was talking about and how the overflow of toys is really overwhelming. At the end of the day, these are people who are showing up to love the children in their lives. They are people who are showing up to love us, and they are people who really feel love from us when we are willing to give to them. So why be mad about it? We are so lucky to have people who want to graciously gift our kids in ways that they believe will bring them joy. And it's true, when my in-laws were buying tons of gifts, their gift giving didn't align with my lifestyle. But they aren't living my lifestyle. So I guess that's the end of that. And while it's true, I have to manage my home and the toys my children bring in. The weird thing is, I have actively worked to not force minimalism on my kids either. So our home is always kind of trying to find its balance. But at the end of the day, all you can do is manage what you can and stop trying to control other people. Most of us minimalists started this lifestyle because we no longer wanted to make our lives about stuff. And yet without realizing it, we can easily break our relationships, destroy our own inner peace over a battle about stuff. It's kind of backwards, right? At the end of the day, we can secretly know that nothing is ever about the stuff. Not for the hoarder, not for the friend who loves gifts, and not for the grandparents who overspend at Christmas. What it boils down to is love, connection, and the longing that we all have for both. I hope you could openly hear my perspective, and I hope this gave you some new stuff to think about. I'm not always saying that I have the right answers, but... These are my thoughts and my perspectives that I've gathered over the last almost decade of practicing minimalism, and I hope you heard them with an open heart and an open mind. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on the Unstuffed podcast today, and don't think that the party ends here. You can always check the show notes for the latest goodies and freebies that are always available to you. Don't forget, I love hearing from you guys. If you are enjoying the Unstuffed podcast, it would mean so much to me if you would take the time to leave a review so that I can hear from you too. Until next time, take a deep breath, let go of anything that has been slowing you down, and I will see you here next week.